0: Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. The Lord is telling me that we need to clean house a little bit. And right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I bind Satan for his presence in this sanctuary. I take authority in the name of Jesus, binding him, Father God, that he has no power over me or anyone else that is here in this sanctuary. So in the name of Jesus, we claim victory right now. And as I come before you, I give honor to God and thank him for being my father and for being my God. And I ask his blessings right now, Father God, on this congregation, Father God, and anyone that's under the sound of my voice. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, and we praise your holy name for who you are. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And right now, I, I'm so happy to see all of you and to be sitting in this position again. Usually, it's standing, but sitting is, is fine. Good sitting is fine, and you know the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! I thank you, God. Thank God. I praise God. Hallelujah. I'm here today because of prayer. All of you prayed for me and I'm here today because of prayer. I thank God for prayer in the name of Jesus. You know that song they said somebody prayed for me and all of you prayed for me. You were like my running backs all the time and I thought about it today as I bring this sermon it might not be pleasing to you. So I'd like to like you know I have Brother Randy sitting in the back and Brother Ed and and, and Reverend Marlin over there just in case as I walk out the door, right. there's a problem. Right. So right. So right. So right. And right now I thank Pastor Preston, who in her absence for allowing me to be in the pulpit again to bring you a message from the Lord. Amen. Our sermon topic today is the division in the church. This word today is for, to the church from the Lord. I don't understand why the Holy Spirit gave me this scripture early this month. I have a quiet place, you know, at my house where I go and sit. I have a bench. And I go in there and I cry and I pray and I cry mm-hmm. some more. And then I listen. I listen to the Lord. I listen to what God has to say. On this particular day in this month, as I was about to leave and the session was over, the Holy Spirit said unto me, judge nothing before the time. I said, okay. But in the next breath, I said, I have no idea what that means. And you know, we we hear scripture and we know scripture. And I said, I know it's the word, but I don't know what it means. So I sat down and I began to study. And then when I saw pastor later that week, I said, you know, she said to me, what she did was she laid hands on me. And she said, the Holy Spirit said, it's time for you to preach. And I said, okay, but the the Holy Spirit gave me a word. And I said, I don't understand what it means judge nothing before the time. So she said, that's a timely message. So she said, can you speak, And you know pastor? And I said, yes, I will. And she said, Sunday. And I went, oh my Lord. (laughs) And I thought about sister Natasha. She had a a couple years how about a week? How about a week? That's really something when you only have a week. My That says a whole lot. And so right now, it's a timely message. We, the church, a baptized body of believers, have started the pastoral search in search for a new pastor. God has an order in which this charge changes to take place. Pastor Preston, our shepherd, is retiring. God has given her permission to do so. Otherwise, she would not be, but God has given her permission. She consulted him. Nothing is done without God's knowledge and approval. Focus for a moment with me on the sermon topic, the division in the church. It identifies that we have issues here at Pleasant Grove. That can only be resolved by God. Some of the divisions are the first one is a clique. And we have a click here at the church, which is a small, exclusive group of people and can also be considered a circle, a bunch, a posse, or a club that share the same interests and opinions. And if something in this scripture, in this passage, is this sermon bothers you that the Holy Spirit saying you need to you you've identified with what is being said and you need to correct it The second is a faction and a faction is a group or clique within a larger group party government organization or the like typically having different opinions and interests than the larger group There's a whole lot going on in this house that we must consider the third is division, a group of organisms forming part of a larger group. It gets bigger, doesn't it? Sometimes that divides and separates. Separation by difference of opinion or feelings, disagreement, and, dis- and distinction. And there's the fourth one. The fourth is acts of apostasy. And that's a biggie. And I really look at that one really serious. All of them are serious. But acts of apostasy is Believers rejecting the real truth. It means that a believer who is turned aside from following God and denied Jesus after having previously confessed him as Lord. So that means that's like a counterfeit believer, right? You know the Lord, but yet you reject him. So we see this in the, in the Corinthian church. The Apostle Paul planted churches. He received word that the Corinthian church was deeply divided, just as we are here at PGC. As we prepare for leadership and change, the problems may not be seen outwardly, but are visible to the Holy Spirit. He sees everything. He knows everything. He's walking to and fro in this sanctuary, searching the hearts of people. There's nothing that gets by God. He knows every thought of our imagination. When I look at all of the, it's like an infestation in this house. And when I thought about it, I thought about an infestation. It's like those ant hills that, you know, pop up in your yard this time of the year. I have a lot of them. And what happens is you'll see the ants on the top, but you have to get to the core of that. And, so, and what you need, they have those, ant pellets, those pellets that are supposed to kill them. But you need to have a rake and a hoe and take off the top. And then when you open it up, you'll see all of those ants crawling around and they're, they're, in, they're innumerable. And if you're not careful when you're standing there, you need to have long socks and good sneakers on because they jump on you sometimes and they bite. Uh-huh. And so therefore, once you put the pellets in, they scatter. So you see, as the Lord is trying to clean this house, the cliques and the divisions and all that scatters and it goes to somewhere else. Or it might hook up with another group that's doing something. But yet they scatter. And they, it's, it's, it's like they're feeding off of each other. If I can't get it over here, I'm going to cause my disruption somewhere else. But they fit, they're accepted because they have like interests. So we have to be careful. The Holy Spirit is saying we must address our issues. As the Holy Spirit ministered to me, I'm sharing with you what has come to the attention of the Lord in our dispute over what kind of preacher should fill the pulpit? There's another issue, as well as the ministers, have also, as well as which minister has contributed the most to the church. We have problems, as that we're pitting one against the other. This is why God chose this word at this time. The church at Corinth had these problems. There was a minister there, when you read your Bible, by the name of Apollos, and he was in the church at Corinth. He was an eloquent speaker, gifted with good education, and his sermon delivery was explicit. His strong teaching produced some undesirable reactions in the church. Certain groups were so impressed with his style that one of the four fashions began to divide the church. One thing God wants us to understand is that sound preaching is essential. Education is good, but know this, God only requires that a minister is faithful. The group was putting Apollos over Paul. Paul also tells us in chapter 2 that his speech and preaching was not with enticing words, but with power. Paul denounced their divisive spirit in chapter 2. He is shown that they had totally missed the message of the gospel. Paul came preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know, every minister here can tell you how God called them to preach. For myself, how many of you ever remember um, the phone booths that were around years ago before everyone had a cell phone? There was a phone booth on every corner. And so when God called me, God speaks to me with dreams and visions. And so this one night, he gave me this vision, and I came outside my house. We lived on a place called Hudson Avenue in Peaceville, New York. And I came out of the house, and I heard the phone ringing. And I said, no one's answering that phone. And what people did sometimes was, if they didn't have a phone at home, they gave the phone number in the phone booth so that, when they were expecting a call, the person could call the phone booth and they would be there to answer that call that was for them. I said, no one's answering that phone. So I ran up the hill to answer the phone. And I picked up the receiver and I said, hello? And the voice said, preach the cross, Jesus Christ crucified. So we don't ever know how God is going to call us. When you divide the church over your favorite preacher, you forget that all of us, of fellow workers of God, for, for God. The pray, I pray the agenda is the same for all of us. Yes. Ministers are the under-rowers to the pastor. How many of you have ever seen, I'll, I'm giving you different stories so that you can think about what I'm saying and know where I'm going. How many of you have ever seen the movie, Ben-Hur? It's a well-known movie. And in the movie, Charlton Heston played the main, main part. His name was Judah Ben-Hur in that movie, and he was a believer. And Judah had a great following, and his family was well recognized. He was not poor, he was wealthy, but his, whatever he said had weight, carried weight. And he also had a good friend, and that friend had political desires. So one day something happened as they were standing on the roof watching the Roman um, dictator come through. And tiles fell from the roof, if you remember the movie. And Judah stood in that place so that his sister, his sister just leaned against it and it fell so that they wouldn't think that it was her. So he took her spot at that point, but his very dear friend knew that Judah was correct when he said that what what had happened, that the tiles were no good. Is that okay, Deacon G? That's all right. So his friend in his political uprising, rising up to be in political status, he arrested Judah and placed him on a Roman ship as a slave. And if you remember the story, and I say the under rowers, the slaves were at the bottom of the ship and they had the oars in their hand and the oars were usually raised up. And they were the ones that were were pushing the water rowing so that the ship would move. Times are, have really changed a lot now, when you think about it. And what would happen was they had a person there that was in command, and what he did was he kind of like, it was like time that I remember he would go. And like on the third one, all everyone would put their oar in the water, and they would at the same time in sync, and once they did that, the ship would move forward, and so therefore we The ministers are the under-rowers to the pastor. And everything the pastor does, if we are in sync, the church will move. If we're not in sync, there's a disruption, there's a problem. So we have a position that God has given us. And if we follow what the Lord is saying and guided by the Holy Spirit, the church will move. Stay with me now. Let's put everything in place. The church has been gifted with the Holy Spirit and its power. Just like Paul and Corinthians, we are dealing with the natural man and the spiritual man. It's time to clean house before the new tenant arrives. The Holy Spirit is teaching. God is bringing the church business that needs our immediate attention. The spiritual man versus the natural man. The spiritual man lives under the power of his old nature, working through the human body. He's a babe in Christ, born but underdeveloped in the Christian life when he should be mature. He can only be fed on milk and simple teaching. Church, you have been taught it's time for the meat of the word to come forth in your life. And God God continues to say, that we need to move forward, but remaining stagnant because we don't want to change. There's transformation. Once you accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives within you. And God has given us a great gift by the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. And you should allow the Holy Spirit to change your attitude from that natural man. Focus with me for a moment on 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 14, which is hidden wisdom. Paul wanted them to know that his message has not changed, that his wisdom could only be fully appreciated by those who are mature. It's time to grow up is what the Holy Spirit is saying. It comes from God. Therefore, the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified is the wisdom and mystery of God. It is the wisdom which every man must possess if he wishes to know God and live with God throughout eternity. The world and its leaders are at a loss to understand where we have come from and why we are here and where we are going. Do you know what you have? Do you actually know what you have? The Spirit of the Lord is here. He's here. He's moving. He's within you. Jesus Christ did not leave us comfortless. Think about your life, that you have the comfort of the Holy Spirit, a companion every day, every night, even wakes you up in your sleep and lets you know when things are not right. That's the power of the Holy Spirit living within you. What kind of of friend is that? That's a constant companion all the time. You're never alone. You're driving your car, the Holy Spirit said, instead of going straight, I want you to turn right. Why is it taking us over here? Sometimes my daughter will be driving and she'll say, this is the route I put in, but they're taking us over here. Well, it's taking you over there because that may be a better way to go. And so we have to trust the Holy Spirit in everything that's happening to us. But note how man received the wisdom of God. They reject the crucified Christ. Their eyes could not see the spiritual world. Their eyes could not hear the spiritual truth. Their hearts could not conceive the spiritual truth. The glory of the the things of God has prepared for them. God has given us a lot. And so when I said, do you realize what you have? You need to appreciate that you woke up this morning. Somebody didn't. Somebody's preparing a funeral for their family and their loved ones, recognize what you have and be appreciative of what you have. You know, God is, he's not slack on anything that he's promised you. Well, and you have to take God in his word. I learned to pray the scriptures back to God. He said, put me in remembrance of what my word says. So when you study his word, you begin to know his word. I remember I was teaching one day and somebody said to me, I, re- I was quoting a scripture and they said, I really hate when people quote scriptures. I said, well, they're, they're profitable for you because I grew up in a ministry that said you need to know. We learned scripture. And they told us, they said, preach, pray the word back to God. You said, God, you said in your word that if I believe in you, that anything I ask in prayer believing, I would receive. And I said, God, you said that. You said to put you in remembrance. I'm taking you at your word. Because he said, call unto me and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. He'll tell you, trust the Lord in everything. This sermon, as I was doing this sermon, really has brought tears to my eyes when I said preparation in a week. I was so tired. And this morning, and Reverend Julie, I was awake at one o'clock. And so I said, Lord, have mercy. I really got, got to go to sleep. I got to get up. I really got to go to sleep. So he put me back to bed. I went to sleep. I had gone in that room and I sat on that bench and I just sat there and talked to the Lord and listened to the Lord and let him. I said, You have to give me strength. I have to be revived. And I'm telling him what he needed to do. He knew what he needed to do, but here I am telling him anyway. I tried. At least I tried. Reverend Marlon is laughing, so I think he tried that too. You can't tell him, he'll tell you. He shapes our very being. Within the house of God is a spirit of self-satisfaction and boasting, a spirit of having arrived and not needing anything else. Those without status are being marginalized. You are no better than the person sitting next to you. That's what you must remember. We all are created by God. The Holy Spirit will reveal his plan To the spiritual man, the, the natural man cannot receive it. The Holy Spirit, be aware, will choose the next shepherd for PGC. I was in a church in New York when a change of this sort was taking place. And we began to worry, and our assistant pastor, my mentor from a child, Reverend Richard Jackson, he said to us, he said, you're visual people and I want you to imagine what I'm saying to you. He said, if you ever notice a a flock of birds flying in the sky, he said, they fly in the formation of a V. And he said, if you notice the way they fly, they always fly in that formation. And he said, for whatever reason, if one falls away, that leader, he said, they never break rank. He said, the formation never changes. Another one falls right in that spot. And God is saying, you don't have to worry. I already have the chef chosen. And I'm going to place he or she right in that spot. There is no loss, there's no time lost when it comes to God. And Paul, as as, as we're saying, Paul writes, in order to correct the non-Christian behavior that has manifested itself in the life of the church, that's why I want you to read 1 Corinthians chapters 1 through 4 for yourself this week, so you can understand why the Lord gave this passage of Scripture. And Paul is saying, as we remember in Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable will of God. You can't do it if you don't have your mind renewed. There has to be a change. We cannot remain the same. Today is today. Tomorrow will be a new day. It's not going to be like yesterday. Nothing is the same. Everything changes. Divine truths can be grasped only by the Spirit of God, who indwells believers. Furthermore, God's revelation must be communicated not in language and in styles more appropriate to the teaching of the secular world, but in forms suitable to the spirit. The person devoid of God's indwelling spirit is incapable of grasping his divine wisdom, but must be searched out with humility and respective to those who are truly spiritual, that is, those who have received the gift of the indwelling spirit. The more we make ready for a new servant, what is the most important quality or virtue sought in a steward, since they have such wide-ranging supervision over all of the master's affairs. Whoever God is sending, he knows the Lord and he knows what the master desires and wants, and is is, is telling him to do. He's going to be trust. he or she will be trustworthy and dependable. All Christians are similar in different ways called to this same stewardship. We don't all do things the same, but when you're under the leadership of who God has set before you, you must fall in line just like those birds in the sky. Everything's... and the person that are the rowers. Everything should be in sync. There should be no division. There should be no clicks. There should be no phone calls saying, I really don't like this. Well, you need to go to the person that's the head and explain, this is, I don't understand. You have a a right to your opinion, but it doesn't always mean your opinion is right. You have a right. So you you cannot be void of understanding. Place yourself so that you know what's going on, and then you'll understand how God has told that shepherd to put everything in place. As we have questions when in doubt, search the scriptures, for there we will find truth. He said we shall know the truth, and the truth is in the word. That's what the truth is. Christian leaders are everywhere in the New Testament seen as possessing no special character traits but as having virtue, Virtuous styles of what all Christians should possess. The principle of little much is especially found in scripture. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted also with much. Each steward must be accountable to his or her own master only. Do not allow Satan to be your master. Because if he is your master, you will cause division. You will cause the click. You will send that message that is not appropriate. And be careful where you go. You can't, every time someone invites you to something, you cannot attend. If you're a person of the Lord, the Holy Spirit will say, you need, you need to not go there. Something's wrong. You might get to a place. I was once, and it was like, all of a sudden, immediately, I know I didn't, didn't need to be in that house. It's okay not to be invited. I would ask my mom at times. I would say, Mom, I said, why do people not invite me when I was younger to things? And she says, honey, don't you know you're different? And I had to recognize that I was different and that God had set me apart in a different way. You go to a party and they'll say, there's one in every crowd. Well, I knew they were talking about me. All the eyes would be on me. I went, it's me that they're talking about. But it's okay. And I remember going down to parties and going on the streets of Peekskill, walking at night, getting out of the party, trying to go home. There was no cell phone. I couldn't call my brother and say, come get me, meet me. Walking down those dark streets oh to get home, but the Holy Spirit guided me that I got home safely. So what I'm saying to you is this. Remember I'm closing with Revelation 117, when Jesus Christ was speaking to John. He said, I close he said, He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. We have a, a job to do and we need to hear. If you're not spiritually discerned, you cannot hear Jesus. what God is saying. And be careful what you ask for, because we have a lot of list a listing that is very, very long for who we expect the minister or the pastor to be over Pleasant Grove. That may be not what God is sending. Yeah. Yeah. You have to think about Jesus Christ when Jesus. he got up to speak and he said, these scriptures are closed. What happened? They said, isn't that the carpenter's son? They didn't expect the carpenter's son to be in that position. Who is he? It's like he's a nothing. He's that person that they didn't expect. They were expecting a king to come in and destroy and take over the Roman authority over them. But isn't that Joseph and Mary's son? He's not supposed to be there, but you're not God. That's not your choice. We pit families against families. We'll pick children. Over other children, wrong thing to do. That's not what you do. So the Holy Spirit is speaking to us today. And I didn't understand when he said, judge nothing before the time. And this is what he's saying, Paul was saying, as they were talking to him, the judging before the time. He's saying that we all have to stand before the Lord. And the Lord is going to be his judge. The Lord is the judge over all of us. All of us will be judged at that time, and then every, then the books, as the books are open, everything that has been done will come to light. Everything that is in darkness will come to light. God is in control. I love you and God bless you. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report, or would like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web www.pgc-carry.org Thank you again